A quick hello and we're good to go. Welcome to the show, Olesya Koropka. Hi, <laughs> thanks for having me. Oh, it's a delight. Thank you for, for turning up and being here and talking to us about Google Images thingies and optimization. Um, unfortunately, Laurie couldn't make it. She's had a health problem and Alessia stepped in. And it's been astonishing because not only has Alessia stepped in a couple of weeks before the actual event, but we've sold more free tickets than ever before. Um, giving away free, free tickets has never been this easy. 231 people signed up, including me. Uh, I signed up for my own event just to see what would happen, and it was really, really exciting, and I enjoyed the experience a great deal. Uh, I won't be doing it again, but that's because I have to come anyway. 230 people now. Well, that's here. I always start off with the brand SERP, so we're going to show your brand SERP. Uh, okay. And on your brand SERP, unfortunately, you've already got me. There you go, Jason Barnard, one of the entity kind of pillboxes associated with you, and the image from uh, this podcast. Wonderful stuff. And you've got your entity home. John Mueller was talking about um, what I call entity homes, what he's calling, uh, what did he call it? Um, bringing everything together page. I can't remember what he called it. I've forgotten completely. But basically, he described entity homes in Google's own words. So ent entity homes are now a thing. That's your entity home, and it's not ranking high enough, is my personal opinion. But then I thought, let's look at your... Reverse image search. So can we show that? Because it was really cool. There you go. You got V-Sign yeah. <laughs> and Feathered Hair, very 80s at the bottom there <laughs> with uh, whatever her name is from the 80s. I thought that was delightful. So I then looked at me just to make sure it's even Stevens. And for me, I get this really embarrassing one at the top. There you go. Senior citizen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. You got V-Sign and Feathered Hair. I got Senior Citizen. Google sees my photo from two years ago, and it thinks Senior Citizen. And I was actually only 44 at the time, so that's pretty depressing. Um, and the bottom one actually recognizes who I am. Uh, I changed the, um, the, 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 the photo a couple, of, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. No, a year ago, in fact, and it now recognizes who I am. But Alessia has got much more into that than I have, as we will see in a moment. So, wonderful stuff. We start off with reverse image lookup, but you're going to talk about image optimization, and we've got 230 people, 231 including me, terribly excited to hear about it. So, everybody thinks, I found a relevant image, I paste it into my page somewhere, add an alt, and maybe some captions, job done, finished, Bob's your uncle, bingo, is your dog, and you're ranking number one. That isn't how it works, is it? Uh, not at all, because sometimes you don't want just image traffic. You want your web page to rank high. Can I bring the hedgehog? You can pull in the hedgehog anytime you oh. want. <laughs> okay. Either in case I miss anything, I've just published a web page with every tool and every resources I use for image optimization. So you can either scan the code or follow the Bitly link on Active Tools command line, and you'll find everything there. And uh, I'll just briefly show some few other things. Just I'll be to talking... explain, be before we carry on, really quickly, to anybody listening to the podcast without the images, uh, Alicia is showing slides, and she just showed a QR code to go to a site. So if you want to know that, you need to come to the video on YouTube. And Anton is playing silly person with the images and moving them around the screen, and it's actually quite a lot of fun. So if you are listening to the podcast, I do encourage you to go along and watch it again on YouTube because it's going to be a lot of fun. Keep going, Alicia, please. 
So I'll be following HTML5 standard, which you can find with the link on the slide, and it is there. So some basic rules for images, they do still include mandatory attributes like source and alt. You cannot go without them. Still, uh, there is sometimes an extra mile uh, that you might want to follow uh, when you are stuck. So balloon. Yep. Okay. And we can see that with the balloon, Anton. Oh, and the other thing is when we keep saying hedgehog and balloon, hedgehog is the, the keyword for Anton to show the slides and balloon is to take it away. And so far, it's been pretty disastrous as a super secret signal. Um, but we just saw lots of images of my red shirt, basically. Yes. Uh, and so what were you what trying I, to demonstrate? Sorry. I tried to demonstrate that uh, Google understands entities and pulls them up from the image. And uh, you can uh, get them with uh, special tools. And uh, for example, I'm using a rule extension uh, to get them all. And then you can push, push them in, and then you can push entities and um, your images to find what Google thinks about them with Google Vision API and see which entities are attached to those images and find out if that's what you wanted. Right. Him, so them what, to what, think about too. What you're basically telling me is the silly game I played earlier on, which is reverse image lookup, I could actually play it more seriously using the API and start pulling entities out of images, which you were saying very rightly, I should have this in CaliCube. So you've got very good entities around yourself with brand SERP, podcasts, and knowledge grab, and you have association with Bill Slavsky and digital marketing. So I think that your uh, entity recognition is very good. And Google recognizes you immediately uh, when another photo of you is loaded and it is correctly optimized. Uh, for, right. now, uh, just, you... just just really quickly, we're not talking only about entities. I mean, entities are also topics. So when you said brand sets, that's kind of a topic as well. So we're looking not only at entities, but entities representing topics that become the topic layer, which is possibly, arguably, probably the future of SEO. Uh, arguably, yes, but if you are saying to Google that you have an image on, for example, Alessia Karopka, but you have Bill, uh, Bill Slavsky or Jason Bernard on the image and know me, then Google will not rank that image very high or may not rank it at all. So you might want to see if Google understands and perceives the image the same way you want him to perceive it. So in this case, you are using Google Vision <laughs> API to understand if that correlates to what you want, if that the case for you. That's what I meant. Brilliant. So, um, so yes. are you saying that Google explicitly uses entities in ranking for images? I think that we are moving towards entity search. We are already in entity search and entity-based search. And I think that um, various tests, they prove that if you are trying to fool Google by displaying other objects uh, labels on the image that don't have anything to do with images description that it will not rank and uh, probably may even not be indexed or maybe not be shown. So you might want to see if Google thinks about your image the same way you want them to think about that. And if you show balloon, uh, hedgehog. <laughs> hedgehog, balloon, 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 hedgehog, hedgehog, balloon. Balloon and hedgehog Something. actually go together really well because if you put the balloon on the hedgehog, the balloon bursts. So yes. hedgehog. So Brilliant. I'll show. I'm showing here which I'm using for um, weapon entities recognition with Google Cloud SDK. It's the easiest way to do that, uh, as I think. And uh, one more thing that you might want to know is uh, if your image is um, 
like good for safe search because otherwise it may get banned and may not be shown in various occasions and uh, your AdSense account may be blocked and anything else. So uh, we'll talk about exit um, tools a bit later. So for example, when you are using some object which Google knows already a big entity such as Jason Bernard, Google <laughs> will recognize even on a very small photo, which you can see here, 20 by 30, 300, and it will know that it is Jason Bernard and will provide with entity ID and confidence score. And uh, But if you have the same Jason Bernard with no context, and uh, uh, then Google doesn't recognize him like that. So if you don't put the image on the web page, don't keep out and don't give anything, just metadata. And uh, Google will only recognize that this man, he has muscles, has special <laughs> hair. But he, he's not a senior citizen, I will point out. Yes. Those, it, yeah, it's not getting me as a senior citizen, which is delightful. I was man. <laughs> so if you want, want to pull that further, you can specify specifically with uh, metadata that the person in image XMP in XMP format is Jason Barnard. And uh, when the uh, Google recognizes this uh, entity on the image, and the image is very similar to the other images that Google has seen and indexed before, the confidence score rises and you are recognized then. Just to, just to be really clear, this is like alt tags. You can't just say this is Jason Barnard when it, it's in fact Bill Slowski. Uh, Google's going to recognize that Bill Slowski and Jason Barnard are not the same person. It will recognize that it's a photo of Bill but, and not me. But only if you have an, an entity in... Uh, <laughs> Good point in the Google Knowledge Graph. If you don't, then you have to build it around. You may be not recognized. Sometimes I've seen cases Ooh. when you're associated with wrong entity. For example, you are very similar to some actor or to some writer or someone who has knowledge panel and has lots of photos. And sometimes you can be attached like uh, to that person in your image and Google. I'll, I'll bet you Barry Schwartz has a lot of problems with that because he's he's a, he's got the same name as Barry Schwartz, the uh, psychologist or scientist or whatever he is. Te so you've got the technologist and the psychiatrist or psychologist, and that's terribly confusing when, when you've got the same name, and that would probably be a problem for him. So he should use XMP and person in image. And uh, I've tested this a lot of times. You can... Uh, extract uh, metadata. Uh, I provide the uh, me add metadata with EXIF tool. That's the easiest way that I learned to do that or with Photoshop. Uh, I provide the example of the code in the link, which was like in the very beginning here. Right. So you'll find it there. And okay. um, like which fields for metadata? on the image, you should use those um, uh, creator, credit line, headline, source, and uh, copyright notices, most of them. Uh, those like person and uh, other particular fields, they are not mandatory and you'll spe specify them uh, when you are in some difficult situation most of the time. So not something you will normally right. use. Okay. So I mean that that's created by uh, the 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 copyright. The site it should be linked to and the headline, and then you can also identify entities. You were saying. 
Yes, you can identify entities with more metadata, but uh, here's the fields that you built in bulk and you won't be able to do that when you are changing each photo or image on yourself. So you just add them with that. Ooh, okay. With the spe specific fields. You can find them in the standards of IPTC. And I, I'll and bet you any money I can, or you can tell me uh, a library that will install on a Linux or Unix machine that I can do this and add it to photos automatically. I think the TaxF tool does the whole thing well enough that you you can use also Python, you can use other tools, like there are many of them. But I found this one to be the easiest one. It doesn't... Right. Um, e easy sounds perfect for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to use this now on CaliQ because I think this is really useful for actually kind of tagging photos so people can then have this uh, metadata in their photos when they use it for trying to trigger a knowledge panel. And if it's easy to use, I'm definitely on board. It's uh, not also easy to use, but it also protects your images from those who steal them. So uh, in the Google Vision API, you can check if someone has stolen your image. But when your image is formatted correctly and you insert IPTC metadata, XMP metadata, exit data, uh, then uh, you add your links to your website and to your target page. And uh, when your image is stolen and if they don't strip off the metadata, then you've got the link from those stolen images right to your website. So it's sometimes even good for you when your image is stolen in <laughs> in that kind of way. <laughs> but I mean, has... I, I mean, at some point in the future as well, I mean, it, even if people do strip out the metadata, once Google's recognized the image, it will be able to match it and be able to tell you, in fact, this is it's going to be able to rank the canonical image, as it were, in the, much the way that it's trying to rank the canonical page, the original page. Yes, uh, it does so. It, it can recognize it at the moment. So Google knows who was the where the image was first indexed and who was the first one to um, pull it in. But sometimes, like when uh, those are the common errors. <laughs> Thank you, Anton. He's just put up a big image of all the old men in the universe to show <laughs> how how I look very old. Thank you, Anton. That's absolutely charming. Alessia, back to you. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, well, we, we were saying, um, I can't remember now. What were you saying? So, like, um, the common error when people are posting images online on their websites, especially in WordPress, that they are not putting the best the uh, photo or their image in the source attribute. And uh, uh, WordPress also, they... Uh, put like smaller image thumbnail or something else and when someone steals your photo or image they use the biggest uh, size available and the best quality and they post that one and so you may finish up with the situation end up with the situation when you have this small photo on your website and someone who took your photo they have a bigger one in a better quality and google will prefer their photo over your photo just because yeah. it is in a better quality. So in that particular case, you not only want to have better quality yourself, but you'd want to have metadata on the image there. To Which kind to of you. goes against kind of the smallest image possible, doing it for mobile, giving them the tiny image. I mean, yeah, you're saying you need to keep that big image or you need to keep the big image first, put the metadata in it so that Google understands that it comes from you. And even if you have the smaller image, it will be able to come back and find the bigger image. Um, yeah, like you should not, it, it's a common error to put it in the source attribute. You should not do this. But uh, if you have done for some reason, you can fix it. You should fix it. And still, you should have metadata in all your images so that they, it points to you. 
Brilliant. As Wonderful stuff. Now, I, I, I didn't expect this to go into kind of the entity-based world. And as, as we saw, images are a really great way to start looking at entities. I was talking to Minas Merchant from Bing, who was saying they analyzed all these images. And they, they started off with Tom Hanks. Who was it? He said it was Tom Hanks and Flat. Oh, it was a rose. And they just got the machine to analyze Tom, loads of photos of Tom Hanks and roses until it could recognize Tom Hanks and Roses in any situation, not necessarily together, and then built on that in terms of make, getting the machine to recognize entities in the way you were describing earlier. Mm, because it's becoming the part of the search, so you are not always um, aiming to rank in the image tab, yes? Your image adds to your content. Google recognizes your image. It translates it into words, into text stream. Uh, it compares that text stream with your alt, and if it's in line and if it's good and if it adds value to the content on your web page, it counts uh, towards your content and towards your rankings. So you are able to rank your web page on this first page on Google SERPs. Uh, right. Because so, of <laughs> no, Alessia has just said that having the right images, Google Im analyze it, and that's a ranking factor. So having the great images in your web pages, whether you've metadated them or not, is a really good thing for ranking because of the content of the image with correct description being out, yes. Thank you for the correction, wonderful. Well, one question there is, it it's obviously, obviously costs a lot of money for Google to analyze all these images. And you know, we, we say it doesn't necessarily analyze every single image. Do you think it just analyzes everything it finds? Or do you think that's too costly for it? If you've optimized the images, Google likes images a lot, very much. All right. So, so you're a big fan of it. Can, can you give me an example of a big success you've had with images? <laughs> Without um, without giving away any trade secrets. No, no, no not really. <laughs> all like oh, that. Well, you like me, you just kind of get involved in all these kind of intellectual kind of discovery things where you think, oh, I want to learn about this. And you look at images and you figure out stuff, but it doesn't actually serve any immediate purpose for yourself. Uh, well, it does, but like you cannot disclose several things for you. Right. Ooh, uh, Elliot Sibag has just said that they might penalize your ranking because of an optimized image. I would suggest that Google doesn't penalize. It just doesn't give you that bonus. Would you agree with that? Yes. They just don't boost you up enough. Sorry, Elliot. I mean, the, the idea that you get penalized for not doing something properly, I think, is is an unfortunate kind of looking at the wrong the, the wrong way. It's that half full, half empty idea is that when you're actually optimizing, it's half full. And when you're thinking about the penalizing, you think it's half empty, but it's the same thing. Sorry, what was that question, Anton? Uh, if that... <laughs> Go on, Alicia, I'll let you. Yeah, the image. The more unique your image is and the more real to life it is, the better, of course. Oh, but so take in your some situations with, with your iPhone. Yes, yeah, so, but, um, but if you are using someone else's pictures, images, just make sure you optimize them accordingly. Right, and you've got the copyright allowance or whatever it's called. You might not paste it if it's not required. Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right. What else can you do? You, you said here, you've ensure you've pasted it into the right place. I'm, I'm reading from your list here. Yes. What because, do you mean by putting it in the right place? Because when you have shown the HTML standards I'm using, so when you are pasting images in your web page, you want to paste them into your text or in or somewhere where it goes with the text not separately you don't want to, most of the time if you want to add some 
um, value to the content with your image. You want it to be inside the text, continue the text, and uh, um, you, you put it so that when the image is not displayed, the text of the alt uh, is like the text continuing going on without even that image. So you don't want to put it separately. The most common error is when people like place the image, the only image they have, uh, up the uh, H1 tag and up the uh, section, and it's like in figure or in a side or in anything else, and just doesn't add any value and can be even ignored. It it, it is indexed, but it doesn't add a value to the text and doesn't help your rankings a lot. Right. So you think of images as part of the flow of your text, and the other thing that you said is the alt tag needs to kind of continue the text. And I always think about screen readers. Imagine if the screen reader was going through your text, reading your text to somebody, and then it suddenly came across a, a keyword stuffed out tag. It's going to sound really weird, so don't do that. My cola tea. Should I share images with metadata pointing to my brand and URL using photo stocks, photo stocks excuse me, to gain positions? So can I just go and get stock photos, meta tag them for myself, point to my own website, and gain rankings? That sounds a bit cheaty, my cola. <laughs> Sorry Let's to criticize. <laughs> but he can. <laughs> but but he you can. can. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's become the Black Hat show. Hopefully not. <laughs> Unless, but Google, like, they are not dumb. They will recognize that. And um, the matter of trust is also there. So you'd uh, better not do something which stand out, stands out too much and can be easily Mm, disclosed. So oh, yeah, but Michael was saying link it back to my website. Or she was talking about, or he was talking about brand. But brand is an entity. So once Google's recognised your brand as an entity, and you start doing that kind of thing, it's going to hate you for the rest of your life, and presumably it's going to hold a grudge against you. John Mueller said they don't, but a lot of people have told me they don't believe him. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you believe him? Do you think Google holds um, a grudge? <laughs> Oh, go on! You're just giving an opinion. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not saying anything fundamentally important to human existence. I, I don't really know. I listen to Google a lot, and I find that sometimes, even if it doesn't confirm to my experience, they have something behind their words in between the lines, which right. can help me. So even even if it sounds like something that is not real to life. I listen to it because sometimes they have something like mm, telling me where I could, some direction where I can yeah. find more. You're delightfully lovely and, 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 and sweet. And I agree with you, actually. Listening to them is a really good idea. And the, the besides, fact that uh, besides, I don't want to criticize John. I'm still thinking that I will have beer with him sometimes. Right. Oh, I, I wasn't meaning to criticize him. In fact, what I was trying to say was that I think they should hold a grudge. If I were Google, I would hold a grudge because I'm a rotten old. I'm I'm an, a senior citizen and pretty grumpy. So I would probably hold a grudge. And the fact that they don't is probably all all power to their elbow as opposed to me. Um, right now, loaded the way you need to load. Okay, so sometimes when you check your image uh, and uh, when you upload the image to a website and when you use some uploader, uh, it is shown to you, it is shown to your visitors, but Google doesn't see it. So you should ch double check that. If it, Maybe you are using some JavaScript or some bad lazy load and which Google never sees your image and it is not uh, just taken into account. So that's... But 
a big problem sometimes, and you should double check that. But you said sometimes, bad lazy load as opposed to lazy load. Yes, incorrect lazy load, which is loading too lazy, <laughs> and never Google bot never gets to your image. And sometimes people, especially in WordPress, they are using images on the background instead of putting them into code and IMG tag, and uh, they are just not visible. They images in your background with styles they are not used in search. They are not indexed for search and they are not oh. taken into account for your rankings. So you should double check how you put them and load them. Right. So using images in CSS as backgrounds is a bad idea if you want to get any kind of traction from those images. For that image, yes. Yeah. And, and it, it won't support the content of your page, even if it's the best image in the entire universe with all the entities you expect and it's within the flow of the text, it won't actually help. Wonderful stuff. So that does make sense. Now I read it again, loaded the way you need it to load does make more sense to me now. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, another one that was um, safe search, you wanted to talk about that. And I think there's um, a hedgehog moment coming up. <laughs> okay, just a moment. I'll find it. So, okay. Yes, I'm ready. And uh, the safe search thing is that your most, uh, like, um, nothing special on this photo except for the lady, which is from her back, and she's not even naked. And uh, Google perceives such image as racy. Racy. Oh, right. I see what you mean now. I thought racy meant kind of cars and motorbikes and running people, but it doesn't. It means a bit <laughs> no. sexy. So any any problem any one of these being very likely is a problem actually for your oh, sorry, web page. I, I just read that list out for the people who are listening. It says adult spoof, medical, violent, and racy, which are the five things that Google's looking out for that make it unsafe. Yes, yeah, so sometimes it's not evident at all because this in the on this image this girl is looking at Semrush, I think, on her screen. Oh that's and... a that's a bit of a goof on your part, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Anton in the, in the crowd. <laughs> So, but however, and I was also, but sometimes, however, when you put safe search on, it doesn't, um, it doesn't get um, like away. Filtered out, so, yeah. It, it yes. Does. So sometimes it does show in the search, but sometimes it doesn't. And for some people who are, uh, who, are who want to uh, have Google AdSense and uh, uh, on their web page and who may, might get banned, that's because of such images that are perceived by Google as unsafe. Oh, and they, 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 be, they may be not that evident. And sometimes, uh, like, like this image, yes, it's considered by Google racy, but it looks like nothing well, special. Um, it, it, just one question. Though. I mean, it, it only says racy. I mean, maybe if it was racy and something else, it would suddenly be a problem because racy isn't adult. Racy is just kind of a little bit. Risque. Oh no, racy is uh, in Google. In Google's um, understanding, racy racy is uh, like um, erotic or something like that. So right. I'm so naive. <laughs> I do apologise. I just like to point out that the search that uh, Alessia used to find this image was girls searching for keywords on image optimization in SEMrush on her laptop, which is a really, really specific search query. Yeah, I just wanted to show you they are not. And uh, another interesting thing is that Google doesn't recognize hate speech on the photos. They recognize the text and uh, they can attribute it to uh, certain properties, but uh, they you cannot get banned for displaying text like that uh, and it will go. So I so, don't understand the last slide. I might be a bit a bit slow and dim. 
But there isn't an image on the page before. Can you just go back? Oh, okay, sorry. On the page before, she, she's written, I hate you and I want you to die. And then there's a white space underneath and it says it's two points medical, two points spoof, not racy, not violent and not adult. Yes, it's nothing. But uh, what, what is also interesting about the text on the images is that if you are using that oh, i see the whole thing is an image excuse me it, the, the white <laughs> bit underneath is just blank i was looking for the the image in the white space i'm really dim i do apologize please continue and i'll shut up I, just for demonstration doesn't matter <laughs> okay right. i should listen shouldn't i so uh when you put put words on your image and uh, you don't put words on your image if you test those two things you're image without words would be ranking higher than the image right. with words. So there's no point in writing my own name on my own image. It doesn't help. Yes. You don't use any more any watermarks and you don't put any words or advertising. Those will rank worse compared to images without that. You put that into your metadata and in the text surrounding the image. So if you want it to rank and to help your web page, you just use text everywhere else and not on your image. So, I mean, thumbnails in, in YouTube with those super enormous kind of words that people want people to read, even when it's tiny, would tend to rank less well in image search than an image with just the face of the person who's the guest, for example, you. Unless they are into the in the entity realm of podcasts on YouTube or shows or something specifically um, like pointing to YouTube. Right, okay, so it depends. How very yes. depressing. Okay. Next so slide. you can optimize, by the way, you can optimize your thumbnails in YouTube too with metadata and uh, improve the situation. Right. <laughs> but so very few people are looking for YouTube shows in image tab that maybe doesn't is not worth it. I don't know. No, okay. Well, I was going to go back to the drawing board, but I've decided to come back. So you to can, the you can, again. you can, you can take it all and take the whole thing off. I think I've shown everything I wanted here. Well, that was um, balloons. You should have said. Yeah, balloon. Thank you very um, much, Anton. Right, wonderful stuff. Now you also said, and I must bring your attention to it, a few other tricks and tweaks. A few other two. Oh, so there must so. be other things that you haven't shared yet that are secret. Yeah, I've shown a few of them <laughs> right oh, wow, in between the lines. <laughs> okay, so when you, uh, as I told about, when you want to um, rank your image and your web page high, you just put a very good image into your source attribute. And right, much okay. better. So in in the Vision API, you, know, you can look. There's like the code which I've shown. It will let you also find where your image is also used on which website, on which web page, and you can uh, and you can ask them to link back to you if you want. And if they don't, you can put a DMCA request and remove them from this right image. okay so a good, good way get people to nick your images and then do some link building behind it by contacting and saying you know you saw my image give me a link but um if you've got the metadata it's much easier to find them is what you're saying uh even if you don't have metadata google recognizes good images very well and it will give you a list of pages where your image is used right okay right and so, um, oh. Even partial, even partially used, even if they uh, try to crop it, if they try to rotate it, if they try to green scale, uh, green grayscale that, and to put other objects inside that image, Google have partial recognition of the image to not only fully recognized images, but also partially recognized, and you can put that data from there. 
Right. Yeah, I had a, a client who delivers flowers, and somebody, another one of their competitors, had taken one of their images and changed it in Photoshop and put it back on their on their their competitor's site. And we reverse image look up, look up it. Is that a word? A verb? To reverse image look up. I don't know. I'm using. And, well, it, sorry, using so people recognise that it was the same thing. It was saying this is a very similar image, and we we actually caught them out stealing our images, basically. Yeah, but in in that search, they don't show every other image, so it's sometimes better to use Vision API. And if you have a lots of images, for example, you've got an e-commerce store, and if you're doing lots of stuff, you just bulk find all the images without searching with your own hands. Right. Okay. And it, but back to the entities idea. I mean, the first time I kind of started thinking about entities in images was uh, we at PubCon. Bill Slavsky was talking about the little lozenges, the pills that appeared. It was a year and a half ago. Maybe around that time. Yes. And I mean, the idea from my perspective was then you could start saying, "Well, I'll search for my own name or my brand name, and I will start to see what the entities that Google associates with my person or my brand are." Uh, which gives me clues as to how Google's understanding me. But that would just be in the image space as opposed to in the more global knowledge graph space. But uh, you see the... Uh... Oh, aren't I frustrating <laughs> with my stupid questions? I do apologize. Not, not really just images because you have some entity association with it. Uh, not only in images realm, you just have uh, a sneak peek there with this image tab. But when you, um, not, not every entity is shown there. So when you analyze your images in bulk, you can find some common, more common entities with your images. And you can specifically aim at some entity which is not there and you can include it into your image, special. Uh, tricks and uh, get association with that finally, so when so that Google recognizes it, recognizes it in there and uh, associate associates you finally with that. Oh, so it, what we could theoretically do is take a picture of yourself with lots of space around you, and then add famous people. And then get oh. yourself out. So I could put me, and then I could put Shakespeare next to me, and uh, George Orwell, and then it would think that I knew Shakespeare and George Orwell, even though they're dead. Uh, too much. Uh, the image that is edited too much and is very recognized. Google can recognize most of the edited images will not work very well. You should uh, edit oh. uh, it in a way that it cannot be tracked that easily. Oh, have you got any idea how it recognises it? Would it be kind of like the, the the rubbishy pixels around the image where you've cut somebody out? Like when you, when you've got when you're a kid and you've got those big round scissors and you've cut around the image and there's all the white bits of paper that are sticking out. It recognises that on pixel level. Um, could be, but the images that uh, are not edited are like perceived better, much better by Google. From the test, right. but um, but you don't have to go that far and uh, Photoshop Shakespeare into your image. Why would you need him? Oh, because I want to seem intelligent. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'd want to like I don't know, um, Brin or someone of Google founders. <laughs> oh right, yes, yeah, Sergey Brin. That'd make me look pretty <laughs> smart and intelligent, wouldn't it? Right, that's my new idea then. <laughs> Maybe something to associate. Can, can I just make yourself? a point of why I picked Shakespeare? Okay. Because I'm in my daughter's flat and she studies English literature, and there's a 
Shakespeare book right in front of me. And I was oh, I doing see. an interview with Dixon Jones in Brighton, what I realised, and um, Lawrence O'Toole from Authoritas. Basically, we tend to mention things we can see in our immediate environment when we're trying to think up original things to say. Um, Hans Knapp is saying, if I not screenshot but use my phone and make pick from the screen, Google will never find out. I've got no idea what that means. Do you understand, Alicia? No, I don't understand. Maybe he wants to copy some text, but it won't have impact on his rankings uh, at all. So he may screenshot, do as many screenshots as he likes. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing about screenshots is they're going to be kind of very text heavy and it doesn't really make for a great user experience for Google. I mean, it's not going to show them. And it doesn't doesn't provide any value to your web page so it's like not taken into account well, and most well, would, mostly be ignored but i mean a screenshot when you're explaining how a process works on a website would have a lot of value within the context of your text uh, yes but you won't be able to rank it for some important keywords anyway so. yes sorry i forgot we were talking about ranking and not our uh, images all oh, right google won't see the image was doctored if you've taken a screenshot and messed around with it oh all right. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I can't remember. Somebody was saying that somebody else was the, the 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 king or queen or boss of doctoring images to make their rankings look better. I but I can't know. remember who it was. I'm getting completely no, I lost. Don't know. Anyway, don't doctor images. Take original images. Don't add Shakespeare to your image because it won't let, make you look more intelligent. Thank you very much, Alessia. That was absolutely brilliant. I've got more tips and tricks to get into my images than ever before. And what I do like about this is I think it probably means that graphic designers and photographers might well have got their careers back after a very, very, very thin last 20 years or so when anybody who had a copy of Photoshop thought they could be a photographer or a graphic designer. Wonderful stuff. Next week, we've got Mordi Oberstein, who's going to be talking about Wix and SEO which is both delightfully interesting, incredibly exciting, and an incredibly tricky, uh, difficult topic, all things considered, over the last few weeks. So please do come along for more Oberstein. Uh, I would think we might well get 200 or more sign-ups, sales of free tickets. Alicia, I think you set the standard. Thank you very much for setting such a high Thank standard, you. both in terms of ticket sales, and I'm doing my inverted commas here, and in terms of content, and you get the song for the visionary at Fagella.com. A quick goodbye to end the show. Thank you, Olesia, visionary at Fagella.com. Thank you.